getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Today we'll talk about Unai Emery's first away win at Cardiff, the Prediction League, the Caribou Cup, uh, the Europa League, plus much, much more. Enjoy the show. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast for Arsenal fans by Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal. Evening, guys. Uh, I'm joined today by a very playful Manny and a very frustrated Scunthorpe Mike. Uh, we've had a little bit of a wait. Uh, let's call it mm, 43 minutes. Not that we were counting at all, Mike, uh, but we uh, did wait 43 minutes for you to get a headset plugged into your USB. Um, I'm glad you did because uh, um, Mike in Boston. Uh, as um, he's done an Ozil again. Unfortunately, I think he misunderstood me last week when I said that uh, Manny was going to be in New York City. Um, and he's just flown down to New York City for the podcast. But uh, you're not there, Manny. Uh, not for another week, at least. How are we doing? Manny, you're playful. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a good mood, man. I feel good. This is a rare occasion that he, you're in a good mood and you're no, smiling. Oh, and- God. No, it's not. Like, but if people listen to you, then they're just gonna assume that I'm miserable all the time. But I'm not. They just don't listen to this guy. Okay, I'm. I'm usually always upbeat and playful, and yeah, just don't listen to Fergus. And we've we've been listening to some tunes. I've been listening to some <laughs> nuts music by you, and you've been listening to some old fogey stuff. Proper music, Dire Straits, Billy Joel. Um, oh, come on, oh, come, come on! on. I played you some break. Seriously. What? You want about Scuddy? You were late anyway. You, we, we had the entertainment for me being late. Yeah, yeah at least I disappeared. <laughs> yeah, man, the bucket busted those over. But while we were waiting, we were just we were just playing some good tunes, you know, some Isaac Hayes, some Donny Hathaway, you know, Guns and Yellow Ribbons FM. Man, we should actually start that up. That would be great. Tune in next week, Guns and Yellow Ribbons <laughs> FM. All for charity, mate. <laughs> that, that would be great, man. It was awesome. Uh, what you don't know is I did do a little bit of uh, that sort of stuff back in the, uh, it would have been late 80s. Yeah, you don't uh, like music. I, I'm not big into music. No, I, I, I rather, I, I like podcasts. I like, I like information is, is the truth of it. And sometimes some of the music nowadays is pretty shit and pretty formal, uh, for, formulaic, is it? I don't put this on Twitter. Um uh, it, it pulling me up on pronunciation, hey, uh, Scunny, versus um, Sol Campbell. I oh didn't God. do such a thing. You did. I didn't do anything about Twitter. No, you did. You you come along and compared me to Sol Campbell's uh, pronunciation of Abamyang. Doop, 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 doop. Oh, did I? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, you come along and said, oh, this is uh, at Essex Gunner. He's nearly as bad as you. <laughs> oh, it might have been me then. Yeah, it's something yeah. I probably would have said, but I move yeah. on from these things. You see, I go from one joke to the next. Never stick okay. on the same joke. Okay, okay. Well, here we go. So, guys, um, ah, on the subject of um, jokes and shit, uh, did you guys see? You, you wouldn't have seen um, at the weekend. My wife went out on Friday. She likes music, and um, she went to a local pub nearby that was doing uh, Temptations tribute 
band with some of the girls and stuff like that. And uh, said the music was going to start at eight o'clock. Um, and I said, no, it'll be nine, nine thirty. She said, no, 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 say it's eight o'clock. I said, yeah, OK, darling. Yeah, it's going to be nine, nine, nine thirty. And um, she uh, came along, texted me and said, oh, yeah, it's going to be closer to nine. I said, yeah, maybe nine thirty. She said um, a little while later, she said, yeah, you were right, nine thirty. And I was also in a text conversation with Johnny uh, from the podcast and um, I responded to the latest text gone. Uh, I, th- I can't remember exactly what the text was. Uh, I think it was something along the lines. Let me just check. I've got I've got it saved here. Uh, yeah. Ha ha. I know everything. I also know you're beautiful and I also love you. Very gushy. Then I realized I sent that to Johnny. <laughs> so I then went to Johnny. Oops, that was for the wife. Um and then I sent the wife a text going, just to be honest with you, because I like to be honest with her. I said, uh, I sent this text to somebody else um, uh, before I sent it to you. Looks like me and Johnny are an item. Anybody else done anything like that? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I've, I've sent so many drunk texts and had drunk phone conversations. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go with, um, I was at a festival um, and I had... A lot of stuff. And um, I remember I was talking to this random American girl who was thrown by my accent. And by the end of the conversation, I asked her to marry me and she said yes. Don't just... Yeah. (laughs) I I actually done something similar. um, And I'm still married 25 years long. (laughs) Yeah, but she was a complete stranger and I was intoxicated. And uh, yeah, Yeah, let's just leave it at that. Let's let's just say nothing happened. There wasn't a chapel. um, We weren't in Vegas. But yeah, it was really, really stupid. I can't top that. So I'm not even going to mention it. (laughs) Well, talking about playful moods, Unite Emery was in a bit of a playful mood, wasn't he, uh, earlier in this press conference? Was it the um, the mobile phone rang? Anybody want to go into that? Yeah, I believe I was the one who posted it on the forum. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty funny. I can, I can admit. I can't believe the guy hung up on him, though. Yeah, uh, the, the other thing was his, like people are saying, oh, his use of English and everything else. But he's getting the bants. So, you know, he, he, he must be doing okay. For a guy who probably couldn't speak English two, three, maybe four months ago, he's doing really well now. Yeah, I, th- I think he uh, is. He's th- learning really well. Well, Potticino, really uh, Potticino wouldn't even speak English to the press um, for his first season, I think. Uh, Ranieri had a guy translating for him who was just making it up when he was at uh, at Chelsea, if you remember that. This guy, um, do you remember the fat bloke, sweaty bloke? And it wasn't me, Manny, before you start. Um, the, the, there was some guy who used to translate for Ranieri and um, he just used to say what he thought that Ranieri was saying, but didn't understand a word of Italian. Just shows what you can I can't, I can't remember that one, actually, to be honest. Yeah, myself. no, no. Google it. Google it. It's true. Yeah, I will it's do. True. I'll have to have a look. Listen, I've said it. It's got to be true. It's yeah, it must be. be. Yeah. Um, Unai wasn't just in a funny mood. He's also um, trying to work him a bit harder, isn't he? Um, he's got a ban on any fruit juices, which uh, Wenger wanted. He only allows them to have water. And we've all seen, if you've seen some of the training videos, he's got a marquee, but the side... By, by the side of the main football pitch, um, which has got a gym in it. So, you know, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Um, Manny, you go first on this one. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. 
Um, it Why? just means um, I'm I'm loving the fact that these players are actually getting worked. Um, you can tell that clearly Emery wants them to to be at a certain level fitness wise, and um, he's clearly not happy with um, some of the things that he's saying. I mean, fruit juices are high in sugar. You know, um, so you know what? Let's let's cut this out. Either water or freshly squeezed juice, which I agree with. You know, a lot lesser additives and everything else that goes into it. Um, just just working them harder. Just like he wants them to be in a, in a particular shape. He, you know, because um, he wants them to press. He wants them to run more. And uh, the only way you're going to do that is by working hard. And some of these players need to be worked. They need to sweat. They need to, you know, they need to feel like what hard work is all about. So I'm all for it. I'm happy with it. Do you think it's trying to, uh, Mike? You can go back at this one. Do you think it's trying to see, like you know, where there's some chinks in our armor and some 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 of the uh, players that need to step up a bit further? We can talk Ozil, Shaq, or whatever, but not you know, is he trying to look and identify at players who just aren't up to the mark and weed them out later in in the season? What do you reckon? Uh, I'm not too sure on that without going too you know me too far into it with some of the players, which I'm sure we'll get into in a bit. Uh, but I do agree with Manny, and I I think the only thing that comes to mind is playtime's over. Um, it's time to knuckle down and crack on. You want to fight for your place in the team? Now's the time. Uh, I actually agree with with it all. Uh, yeah, fruit juices. There is a lot of additives and sugars and stuff like that into it. So without without it being freshly squeezed, um, with also with the gym next to the training pitch, why not? These guys are professionals at the end of the day. They should be used to stuff like that. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And, and on the fruit juices thing, I stick purely to like, you know, organic hops, yeast, barley and water. It, it's the only way, only way that, that fruit juice shit is just like bad for you. Yeah, so. and your stomach has never recovered. Uh, okay, let's leave that there. <laughs> yeah, it's a six pack. I got several of them. Yeah. <laughs> Six pack with equals a keg. I've got one, don't worry about it. <laughs> Listen, Dave Hurl left the country again. He went to Europe. Um, he went on tour to uh, Wales, uh, the principality that is Wales. And, uh, Arsenal um, were away. Uh, we hadn't um, we hadn't won. Um, it, it was it it was uh, we'd lost eight out of our last nine away games. The last away game that uh, we won was a type of a ceremonial game, which was the the departure final final game of Arsene Wenger. Hurl, he went all the way to Wales, and as much as Arsenal tried uh, to lose the game, um, we won. Has has he broken his Jonah effect? Is he is he welcome at away games in future? Will he be welcome in Lisbon? Will he be welcome in Azerbaijan? Will he be welcome in the Ukraine? What do you reckon? Nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> Take uh-uh. your time. No, no, no. Stay away. Stay away. No, Stay I, away. Listen, well, I'm let's... going to Lisbon, so let's hope not. Yeah, we'll we'll, t- we'll talk about Lisbon and the Europa League afterwards. But yeah, um, and uh, whether Dave makes the journey enough. But let's let's talk about um, the Cardiff away game. Arsenal uh, eventually won two three. Ozil was back in. Um, Lacazette got his first start. 
Um, as I said, uh, Arsenal had lost eight out of the last nine games away. The last uh, away game that won was Huddersfield. And against Cardiff, um, Cardiff had been winless against Arsenal for 18 games. Um, they'd drawn five, lost six, uh, sorry, uh, lost eight um, in all competitions. So on the face of it, bearing in mind that they'd played three games, they hadn't scored against anybody in the Premier League uh, this season. Um, it should have been a walk in the park, really. And we made fucking hard work of it, don't you think? It's never a walk in the park with Arsenal. It's not, is it? It's a drama. It's a massive drama. <laughs> and people will talk about Petr Cech. Uh, we'll talk about um, Shaka. We'll talk about Ozil probably at points as well. But to start with Petr Cech, um, he's come into a lot of criticism about um, his distribution and playing out from the back. Um, and for the second opportunity, I, I, I think he probably is um, somewhat culpable. But do you guys agree with me and think that Socrates and Shaka on uh, both occasions put him in a position that he didn't need to be. I knew that Warnock would have spotted our frailties. We're at the back. Going forward, we're always going to um, be a better team. Um, they played reasonably tight at the back. and uh, But when we were in possession in defence, they were just push, 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 and just trying to instigate a mistake. Who has an opinion on, on, on the Czech Socrates? Let's look at the first one. You're looking about two, three minutes into the game where Socrates get pressed uh, and he plays it back to the keeper. I did see Socrates say, like, pass it out to the other wing, spread, spread it to the other wing. Um, but rather than passing up the field himself, he passed back to Czech. Why did he need to do that? He wasn't under any pressure himself, was he? Uh, not really under loads of pressure. I think there was, uh, is it Bobby Reed was on, you know what I mean, around that area. So there's always that, you know what I mean, he's a quick player. So there's always that threat. Uh, we checked though. Yes, I do believe they sold him short on a numerous occasions. But I'm also not going to let Czech get out the wind on this one. He's not going to get away with it because it, he hasn't got good, he's not got footballing feet <laughs> in my eyes anyway. Um, no, I agree. He hasn't got the feet to play it out for the back. He's got one left foot, and obviously if it's not on his left foot, he's, he, he can't really do a lot with it, which showed when Socrates passed it back to him. Uh, I think I don't know if it was the first occasion or the second occasion. He does. He, I, I, I'm, uh, the first occasion was a pass back by Socrates. Yeah, yeah. The second the occasion, yeah. Socrates passed back to him. He passed it back to Socrates. Socrates passed it to Shaka, and Shaka was the outlet that Socrates looked for. He didn't uh, use any of his passing and distribution skills, and he passed it back to the to no. uh, the keeper. But in all occasions, other defenders or midfielders are saying spread it to the other wing, get it out to Mustafa. There's a, I think there's a problem there. Um, after watching the first three of our games, I've been very critical about this, playing it out from the back, especially when you've got both centre-backs on either side of the box. You're leaving a huge hole there for someone just to run in. Now, after watching our first three games, all you have to do is press the ball. Cardiff did it. All right, they could have done. if they did a lot better doing it, I think we would have been in some serious trouble. 
Um, they didn't really follow it up. They did it for the first 20, maybe 30 minutes into the first half, and I think maybe 10, 15 minutes into the second half, they give us a lot of trouble doing that. And obviously there was a bit of flapping about. But again, it's when you're spread out so far and you've got a bit of pressure, who do you pass it to? The only option Czech's got is to hoof it forward. Now, if he's been told not to hoof it forward... It just it creates an issue that shouldn't be there. Do you think? Um, do you do you, do you think that he's been given enough rope to a certain degree to see? You know, right here you go up to the international break. Um, he's come into like criticism in the first game about nearly scoring an own goal, uh, nearly conceding to a corner on the third or fourth minute in the Cardiff game. He was better in the West Ham and better in the Chelsea game. Do you think maybe uh, because of his senior standing within the squad and he's one of the five captains, do you think um, Unai and his management team are just going, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, there you go. You fucked up. Sorry, we've got to bring Leno in. I'm hoping so at some point. Um, I think we could do with a bit of a change and see how Leno does with that. Um, this playing out for the back, you're asking a guy who's at the better end of his career uh, to change his game completely. I don't blame, as much as I have been critical of Czech in the past, uh, I have on the last couple of games, I've been I've felt he's woeful. This one, however, I was watching it a bit more clearly and I was watching what was happening a lot more from the back because I have been very critical of the back four. Um, so I thought I'd best make an effort just to properly watch it. And in this game, for instance, I don't really blame him a lot for this uh, in too much because you're asking a lot of a guy who, like I say, is at the better end of his career to to change everything he knows in such a short space of time. Uh, with for that, I just I just don't know. I'm I'm really struggling to see how this is going to work. And against the teams now, where like I say, we've played our first three games. Cardiff have well, Warnock spotted a weakness, and he's tried to exploit that. Now, if everyone spots that weakness in this play, then they're all going to jump at it, and I think we're going to. I personally think we're going to be in some serious trouble. I tell you what, um, moving it on. Uh, a bit from there. First of all, Harry Arter, how shit is he? I know he plays for Ireland, but how sh- he, they could not shoot if they liked. Um, yeah, well, imagine if half of them were on target. Fucking hell, we would be in, in a right mess. Mind you, I think, going back on, on, on Czech, um, uh, I think Czech would have got quite a few of them in the sense he saved all of those were shot at him before. Uh, and we'll go into the stats afterwards. But there was on the eighth minute, which led up to the first goal from, uh, there was a corner that um, Ozil went to Lacazette. Um, Lacazette laid it back really lovely. Um, Rambo had a shot. It got saved and re- uh, rebounded back to Mustafi and he went over the bar. Um, but or, or I think it was deflected over the bar. Um, and then Shaka uh, took a corner and Mustafi Fucking hell. We uh, we criticise him left, right and centre. But one of the stats I saw one of the red tops is that he's um, one of our most effective players so far this season. Um, great header. He, he he does seem like he seems to be up for a game at the minute. Uh, Manny, you haven't spoken that much. Come on. 
Uh, well, to be fair, um, it's about time he put in some decent performances. Uh, me personally, I, I haven't thought he's been great. Um, he hasn't been too bad. Obviously, there's the odd mistake here and there, but um, yeah, I haven't. I, haven't, I, I don't know. He, he's there's still something about him that rubs me the wrong way. Um, I'm not too sure what it is just yet. Maybe the fact that he's rash, or maybe the fact that he doesn't read the game that well. Um, but it was a great header, though. I'm not about to take anything away from him for that. That was a it was a great header. And Shaka comes into a lot of criticism as well. Um, I'm struggling with this word criticism, aren't I? Um, the, the, he comes into a lot of criticism, um, but yet again, his corner and his delivery was absolutely perfect. <laughs> we're going to get to him <laughs> in a bit. Uh-huh. Um, I say with corners, though, it's easy. All you have to do is put it in the box and get someone to get their head on it. <laughs> it's well, not. If Ozil can do it, someone, anyone can bloody do it. I think. Yeah, I guess so. Let's 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 give the the Swiss his due. It was it was a good corner. It was a good, it was a good delivery, uh, but it was a great header. Um, and and the thing is, um, I think we were very um, dangerous from set pieces. Um, and for a long time, you know, when you see an Arsenal corner, it usually doesn't beat the first man. So um, the fact that we actually scored from a corner was was surprising. Well, you know, um, you know that our uh, last eighteen goals have been scored from open play. And does a corner count as a set piece? It is a set piece, bro. That, that's fine. No, I just clarify that. Set piece. How long have and, you been uh, watching football for? Enough, mm-hmm. enough, 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 enough. I'm just asking the question because otherwise it would have been nineteen goals and one corner. But we've been more effective from corners. Um, mm-hmm. Of recent, even in the dying years of Wenger, we were more effective. I don't know if that's something to do with Stevie Bold and his defending sort of uh, tactics. The, the, the game, the game, first half trickled on. Ward had missed a sitter about twenty minutes. Lacazette was really unlucky, and I, I was I thought Lacazette was really bright. We'll come on to him uh, uh, in here as a positive within the game. Um, he just looks like he is fucking up for it big time, but. Just before half time, <laughs> Bellerin, and this is going to lead into another couple of minutes of talking. And I'd like you, t- you two, to have a chat um, and educate me and educate some of our listeners, including somebody who shouldn't, who should have been here. Um, Shaka receives a ball from Bellerin, um, and he's good at distributing a ball across the pitch and he can pass a ball but it's a load of space sorry not receives a ball there's a load of space on front of Bellerin sorry he receives a ball from Socrates or, or Monreal and he puts a pass across and it goes short we lose possession Bellerin's going forward he has to turn around come back and we know he's improved in my eyes a little bit in his forward attack play but he is a little bit suspect in his defensive roles in my view but it leads to a goal why did um, Nacho as well he in my view had a really really poor game he loses his man all the time um, the I've got some screenshots which I will stick up on um, underneath this thread on Guns and Yellow Ribbons uh, Twitter uh, page about I've got three screenshots. Uh, two of them are uh, to do with Nacho Mar- Monreal's positioning and and in around the box, but that's uh, more about the equaliser for two two, and also about the the foul. But what did you make of Shaka shit pass before half time? <laughs> you said it just there. 
It was a you shit know what? You know what? Um, the thing is, the first half was was ticking over nicely. Um, the ball goes up. Two minutes, you know. Let's let's just keep possession and a bit of game management. You know, let, let's have a bit of game management. But when you couple game management with two nouns, granite jacker, it's like the KKK and the idea of racial equality. I mean, <laughs> watching that man play football for ninety minutes is like watching Dumb and Dumber, except the actual film was sixty minutes longer. You know, he's. Some of the things that he does and the reason why people don't appreciate his qualities is because his flaws shine brighter. So he gets the ball and the thing is there's two passes available. Um, the Bellerin pass is on, but the simple pass would have been to Gwenduzi who's right next to him. And then if you look at the play, Ozil had made a bit of space. Um, Ramsey had gone out to the right wing, so he, um, so he's bombing forward. He's expecting the ball to go out to Bellerin. Xhaka, for whatever reason, all of a sudden forgets that he's a bang average footballer and tries to be Pirlo. Um, under hits the pass. And I don't know why the hell he did that in the first place. And, and this is what I'm talking about with this guy. He makes it so easy to have an agenda against him because he could have the best game of his life. But then he will do something like this. So gives the ball away. And Bellerin tracks back. But instead of sticking to the right wing, he decides to come infield. And I have no idea why. So him doing that, it leaves the right wing or the left wing, sorry, completely open. And this defense is the red light district, except they sell giving away chances and goals. Monreal, I don't know what the hell he was doing. And Arsenal, being Aladdin's genie, decided to, to give Cardiff their goal. I bet Neil Warnock was rubbing on the Arsenal crest, asking for one wish. And when he asked for a win, the genie just laughed and just gifted him two goals instead. Because Arsenal are just ridiculous when it comes to that. Um, so, it was it was just stupid all the way around. I mean, from Xhaka, and this then this is why people have um, that agenda against them. I mean, I, Mike, talk to me, bro. Um, I agree. Um, defending one hundred and one uh, as a fullback, stop the cross. Oh Simple. yeah. Um, go to your man, stop the cross. You stop the cross, you stop the supply. It's it, like I just said. It's it's defending one hundred and one. Um, I. I also agree when when that ball came in from that side, you had everyone in the box. Um, I think there was Xhaka, uh, Mustafi, Socrates and Monreal in the box. All of them, barring, I think it was Monreal, every single one of them pushed. So you had three players pushed towards two players. You had three players or three defenders moving towards two players and leaving an extra one on their own with a player who's, in my opinion, is quite short. He's got a good head on him in Monreal. But he's, again, I don't know, and he just screws everything up and gives them a goal. So, we go into half-time, and we shouldn't have gone in 1-1. it, it it's just disappointing to go into their one one, um, especially with the 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 way we gave the ball away. Oh God! Uh, 
Bro, hold we, on, hold on, bro. Go on. So, sorry to interrupt. Like, what, what exactly did you expect? Um, and I was hoping that Boston Ozil would be here, all right? Because I'm disappointed. I'm actually disappointed with him, all right? Because I was expecting some, you know, detailed and, and you know, an argument as, you know, with the question I asked. And instead, instead of answering the question, which was, what does Jacob bring? He went on and told me and, and started talking about what he can bring, which is... Not what I asked. I honestly so, knew as soon as that question was answered by him, I knew this had happened. He I didn't really answer did. it. He didn't answer it all, and I knew it he, straight he, away. He didn't answer it, and and the only thing he was saying is, oh, he can distribute the ball, and he can, you know, be the guy who controls the play. But if I heard him correctly, he was saying that you can't ask Xhaka to do any defensive work. Now. My idea of a modern I have midfielder... To, I, I actually have to agree with him, I think. when Because cool. if, if, when, when you get Taria and Shaka, they actually work reasonably well because Taria does the defensive work and Shaka does the distribution work. But carry on. But Fergus, that's, that's not what the modern midfielder is anymore, right? Because if you look, look at the French team, right? Usually, you would think that Kante is the one who will sit behind Pogba and let Pogba do whatever he was doing. But the team had a system in place where Pogba had to do the defensive side of things. And that's not his game. But he he went ahead and done it. So, you can't tell me that Xhaka cannot do the same thing. I refuse to believe that. My idea of the modern midfielder right, is an all-rounder, clever in possession, a good engine, agile, decent dribbler, meaning they can evade um, danger, composed distributor who links the play, an intelligent presser and tackler. Now, when I'm mentioning all those things, how many of those does Xhaka fit into? Because if you're telling me, right, that he's should be in the team just because he's a good distributor of the ball, that's not enough to be in the in the Arsenal team. I'm, I'm sorry, that's just not enough. You need to have a bit more than that. Problem He's is, good. I find his distribution is distribu- I can't even speak now. Look, you've, you've rubbed off on me, Fergus. Uh-huh. His distribution, I can't. <laughs> his passing of the ball is like one one in twenty, uh, and that that is a real issue. It's not good enough. So I, I sort of agree with Manny, but when you go about when he's when he's not a defensive midfielder if you look at where he plays at every team he's been at he plays in that same position that is play like he plays in now uh, i have actually done a bit of research on this myself and um for when he played in germany he played exactly the same position when he plays for his national team he plays for the se- in the same sort of position how long has he been at Arsenal for? Was it two, two two years? Two seasons. Yeah, yeah this will be his third. Now, in if you can't learn how to put in a, a put a foot in, or even attempt to put a foot in within, he two, was good at putting a foot in when he started off. In fairness, because he kept on getting cards and red cards. Remember? Well, that's who that's who he was brought in for. He was brought in to be that guy to put that tackle in. Now like, he's stopped, I, I, hasn't that, he? Mike, that, that actually brings me onto another thought. And uh, people are talking, I was talking, to, I can't remember who and where it was, talking about different players and it, it, partly Ozil, partly Aubameyang, partly Lacazette, partly uh, Shaq and so on. A lot of these players, when you look at the Arsenal squad, the Arsenal squad uh, is a collection of 
individuals, the collection of very, very good players, but not top players in a lot of cases. And what we talked about last week about um, it, Ozil is uh, excels when he played at the likes of Real Madrid and at the top top end, and now he's at an Arsenal that's not at the top end that we used to be at before. Um, we bought players, I think, to placate the fans in a lot of cases. Uh, we bought the likes of Aubameyang and Lacazette. What, why buy Lacazette in the summer and then we don't really play him very much? And just as about he's about to get into a run, we buy Aubameyang. Um, again, great player, Mkhitaryan we get because of the, uh, the Sanchez deal. And, and, and we buy these marquee players to placate us as fans, but we're not actually using any common sense and building a team. And I don't know. Did you get that, my point? Yeah, I get your point there, and I, I, I somewhat agree with that. But I think that comes down to the fact that the board, or Kroenke in particular, will not put enough money to invest to build around a certain player or certain players. And I think that, well, that's the club, an issue. The club has to be self-sustaining. and I agree with that. And this is what brings me on to the... Well, I can also bring on to the deals that we've made uh, with the sponsorships deal, uh, with both sponsorship deals. All we've done, we've doubled our money uh, from the Emirates and the new shirt sponsors. Oh, we've gone from 50 million up to 100 million. Uh, granted, just, that is a just, lot just, of money it, over It's just inflation though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, exactly. It's just inflation. So... Is that going to cover the cost? Is that enough, or is that just a sellout just to get well, some shirt, just we, get some we, we sponsors paid, for the we next paid five Walcott, years? We paid Walcott the top wage four or five years ago at one hundred and forty grand a week, and now our top wage is three hundred and fifty grand a week. Total. So I can't see uh, that being much longer, but we'll get into that somewhere uh, else. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, yeah. Dude. Listen, let's carry on with the game because. Um, we're, we're just <laughs> wandering off into different things. We Obama Yang, um, doop, 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 he scored his 150th goal in the top five of the European leagues. And what a fucking goal. And really Ozil goal. comes into criticism, but um, he, he supplied the ball to Lacazette, Lacazette to Obama Yang, and boom. Well, Ramsey supplied the ball to Ozil. You don't give him credit. Well, Czech saved the ball about five minutes beforehand. No, my God, really, guys. <laughs> Come yeah, exactly. So you can't really give them credit. The only person you can give credit to to supplying the ball to Abamyang was Lacazette's flick, and what a flick that was, just to give him the ball as well. And it yeah, no, it just no, shows no. how good them two can be together. I mean, I, th- you I know think. The th- sorry, sorry, Manny. I I think the three together, because we talked about it at the beginning of the season and at the end of last season, Abamyang, Lacazette, and Ozil. What a forward line. I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I, I said Aubameyang and Lacazette, they, they look dangerous. And the way things are going and the click that them two have at the minute, you saw you saw it in their... Um, well, we'll go on Lacazette's goal in a minute, but you saw Aubameyang celebration, then you saw it, Lacazette celebration. They were both the same. And they're both laughing and joking with each other, they're smiling. You saw the handshake as well after the Aubameyang's goal. I thought that was amazing. Exactly. You can see them two really, really want to play together. And I think that's going to make a huge difference. Where does Ozil come into that? Well, you know, you know what's what's interesting. I was doing a bit of reading on um on Emery's uh, time in Sevilla, right? And he would play two holding midfielders and 
a midfielder ahead of him who essentially was the attacking midfielder. And what would happen when the team would be in possession is one of the defensive midfielders will move out the field while um, the most advanced midfielder would drop into that space. Now, in the first half, Ozil was completely anonymous. Um, but in the second half, when he moved in field, he started to drop deeper and pick up the ball in our own half in order to dictate the play, um, which is kind of what made him more influential. Now, the reason why I'll give him credit for the goal is once he received the ball, he delayed the pass at first and then plays it into Lacazette. Beautiful flick. And then there's the goal. And there was an interesting stat that came out from that um, before Sunday. Aubameyang hadn't scored a goal outside the box since March 2016. Now I'm going to ask you guys, who was that goal against? Oof. I know was it's it been... Has, has it been 76 games or something like that, wasn't it? 107. Yeah, something like that. Something 107, like that. 174, 176 games since... Uh, yeah. Who did we... Who it was, was, it was against? It, was it Granite Shaka? Would a want a Shaka boom? Um, no, I'm saying who was Obama Yang's last goal outside the box against? Oh, okay. I haven't got a clue. Haven't got a clue. Mike? I'm really tempted to say us, Arsenal, but obviously I think I'm wrong, obviously. Uh, Fergus was giving birth to one of their fans on Monday morning. <laughs> oh, you're talking about little Harry? Yeah. And his 15 twins. <laughs> Go ahead. Dropping the kids off at the pool. <laughs> he, he never heard that phrase before. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. Oh, I but think yeah, we got a was... title. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it was against that 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 pile of crap um, down the road. But it, no, it was a great goal. He just he just placed it, you know, not too much power. Just uh, yeah, it was a beautiful goal. It was really Henri esque, wasn't it? The way he hits it with the side foot, really, really good goal. And he he doesn't often, as as you alluded, he doesn't often shoot from outside the area. He's very much a, a, a as you say, Henri, and and gets it. Listen, we move on then to Harry Arter. Uh, again, um, he got fouled by the Invisible Man, and that's not the Ozil Invisible Man, it's just an Invisible Man. Lacazette didn't even touch the guy, but what I did notice on the replays, when I watched back on it, the referee was probably two or three steps ahead of the play, um, and I think he just looked and saw from an angle that Lacazette was close, and the guy went down like a sack of shit and gave it, which is really, really poor. Um but for that goal, it's the clips I will show you. Nacho lost his man again, and he's ball watching. I could go into Guendouzi. I think he's a great player, a great talent, but I do, I did see him also ball watching a bit as well and just find himself a little bit... I, I, I've said on previous podcasts that he's a little bit erratic in what he does. Maybe that's his style. Um, I don't know. Uh, what did you make of the equaliser? Terrible. Yeah, Terrible. Shocking. I, I was angry. Uh, we had eight watching. people. We had eight people in the box versus four of them. Terrible. I'm, I'm telling you, man. This defence is the red light district. 
I'm telling you, I, I, oh God, it's it, this is going to take so much work. It's going to take so much work. Um, and we've got to be patient. We we do, but it's just when it, you look at all the goals that we've conceded so far um, this season and you ask yourself, you know what, those could have been avoided if we knew how to defend properly. You know, and it's just... Yeah, it's it's gonna take some time. It just what uh, goes positive? to show. Sorry, mate. I'm just gonna say, it goes to show. It's defending 101. Close your man down. Of course, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So Guendouzi went off. Uh, Torreira came on, um, and yeah. for the last 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, and he was, um, he was. <laughs> Well, apparently he's not allowed to be assisted because he's the third man in it. But Torreira went to Lacazette. Lacazette, um, no, sorry, it was Bellerin, Rambo, Rambo, Bellerin, one to one, onto Torreira, Lacazette, and he spun an, a great goal. Um, you know, three two, we got out of jail. You know, can't really argue with it. Ozil went off then, and Welbeck came on for his two hundredth Premier League appearance. Uh, and then we substituted Aubameyang, oh, gladly that he had a goal so he didn't look so glum, for Mkhitaryan. The thing I was going to say about Mkhitaryan, I, I was a little bit... I don't, don't know where you would have played him in, in, in the setup because once you've got Ozil and Ramsey on, which I don't agree, they can be on the same pitch together, um, Ozil playing out wide, um, Mkhitaryan has developed a really good partnership with Bellerin, and I noticed that Bellerin wasn't playing to the line as much as we were talking about last week when Mkhitaryan wasn't there. Anybody else see that? I could go on about this uh, with um, Ozil and Bellerin. thing is, Ozil was playing on that right-hand side with Bellerin, um, I think a lot of the time as well, which doesn't help Bellerin because he isn't the greatest of right-backs in the world. Uh, yeah, he's great at going forwards and doing his cutbacks. He's not great at, like we said earlier, he can't close his man down and he can't seem to want to get in there and get stuck in. The problem there goes as well, he's meant to have at least a bit of cover from the right mid. Our right mid was Ozil. So all I'm going to say is, where the hell was he? You're meant to be helping out and covering. Uh, that's the whole point. When you see Mkhitaryan, he comes back, he helps out. Yeah, he's not, he's not bad at it, he's not great at it, but at least he helps out and he stops a lot are these stupid crosses that goes in the box, uh, which is really unnecessary. Uh, in in all and in all honesty, on that right hand side in this game, it was embarrassing for our right hand side. Uh, and I again come to the point: is where the hell is Özil? Which is the question on a lot of people's lips these days. New York City, apparently. Uh, and in well, is he in New York? Oh no, he's gone missing as well. <laughs> Listen, we're just lucky. That Cardiff were shit because if they, as we alluded to earlier on, if they had any sort of uh, finishing, if uh, they was a bit, yeah, if they was a bit more clinical in front of goal, I think we would have been in very, very deep trouble. We had seventy-two percent possession. They had twenty-eight percent possession. Um, they had fourteen attempts on goal. We've now had thirty-eight shots against us, attempts on goal in four games. Fuck me, I've never known. That's nearly that. ten goals a game. Yeah. God, sorry, ten attempts a game. The only, the only good thing on the opposite side, we've had seventeen, and and on in in most scenarios, um, we end up having more attempts on goal 
than um, than the opposition. Against Chelsea, we had more attempts on goal. Against Cardiff, we had more attempts on goal. Against um, I don't think against City, but against um, West Ham, we did. But uh, on target, uh, we had eleven. Um, Cardiff only had three, and they scored two of them. Mm. So there we go. That's it. Listen, oh, Lacazette's goal though. Oh, oh it someone was. else wanted that. As I say, it, absolutely it, it, planted it. As the kids say, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we'll have a quick break, and after the break, we'll touch on the prediction league. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. He is a box in the box, a tapping merchant, an Arsenal podcast, and he did it brilliantly. He did the job that he was meant to do. By Arsenal fans, I don't like the idea of selling to a rival. For Arsenal fans, how can you wish for Arsenal to lose? This is your Arsenal podcast. He will score the ugly goals. He's class. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Harry Kane got so good now. He's ready to go to a big club. I've just seen the headline. Wow. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. So welcome back. Um, I hope you enjoyed that little uh, little bit of music and a bit of talk. Uh, Prediction League. So we had, um, we're just going to look at the Prediction League and where we stand. Uh, we're not going to look at uh, predicting for the Newcastle game because we've got um, the Legends game instead. But we had Cardiff uh, 2, Arsenal 3, Mike uh, in Boston predicted uh, 1-2 to Arsenal, same as Manny. I predicted 2-0, a clean sheet, stupid me. And uh, Mike and Scunthorpe, you predicted 3-1. So we all got a victory, so we all got a point each. So the way it stands at the minute is Manny and Mike are at top of the table on four. Um, I'm uh, the only one with a very correct uh, prediction. Uh, so I get three points, and the guests are on one. Um, we will pick up the prediction for the Newcastle game afterwards. Uh, any, any other games stand out to you guys over over the um, over the weekend? Yeah, the Watford game. <laughs> <laughs> Very much came so. with a sting in his tail, didn't it? Yeah, man. For obvious reasons, I love because the fact that they scored all three goals as well. Yeah, that, oh yeah. And the thing is, you know, you know what made it so much better is is Tottenham fans after the United game. It was just talk, talk, and talk all over Twitter. And then you, then in the following week, you just you just do a Tottenham, you know, and just mess it up. Yeah, that was that was a good <laughs> watch. And Burnley had another plane fly over it. We had two fly over there, and Man United put a plane up over there as well, didn't they? Was it Burnley? Uh, Woodward out? No, Woodward. Specialist in failure. Isn't that jokes? Specialist in failure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same, same same thing. But it was against Burnley, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. There must be some cheap guy who does banners or he just must recycle banners and he's got a little crop spraying uh, plane and there must be very little air traffic control because there seems to be that. That's the stadium that everyone puts their planes up over. And anybody see... Um, what was he? How many millions was the Liverpool keeper? Oh my God! I was having a go at my um my colleague who's a Liverpool fan because the minute that because I, I watched their first game against West Ham, right, and I told him like Allison is suspect. Yeah, Allison is going to do something stupid soon enough, and I don't know what's wrong with these goalkeepers, bro. 
Manny, I watched this with my uh, my grandkids were up over the weekend, and my nine year old grandson sitting in, in in the kitchen, and we got the game on, and uh, my granddaughter doing some arts and crafts with um, my wife. We're all sitting together, and the lads being the lads watching the telly, and my uh, my grandson turns around and says, "Oh my god, granddad, what did he do that for? Why didn't he just play it out for a throw, and then he can get everyone back?" He's nine. He's nine. He's not paid how many millions a week? I wish. Uh, he, oh, a nine-year-old can see it. Why the fuck can't these people see it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Overpaid crap. Overpaid crap. <laughs> well, well, look what Vaughn did at Watford. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't stop laughing when I saw that. That was brilliant. And they tried blaming the sun as well, didn't he? Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh god! Anything bad that happens to Tottenham just just brightens my day. Oh, it does me. Oh yeah. Any any other games or any other results or anything that stood out to you? Honestly, we don't really care about the other results. I'm not gonna no. lie to you. You know, mm, okay. We don't really care. You know, as long as as long as Arsenal win, everybody else just doesn't matter. Of course, Tottenham have to lose. Oh yeah, know? that that doesn't matter. If Tottenham loses, it loses, and it it matters. <laughs> Should be interesting when they play. Uh, it's at Wembley, isn't it? They play, they play Liverpool, and that's going to be an interesting game. It's the early kick off on a week on Saturday, so that will be worth a watch and a couple of pints. Uh, I might go to my local and see because well, the excuses yeah, have started for a month. They're saying that they're all bloody tired and they've had this. They didn't have a preseason. They've all come back from the World Cup tired. Oh, get a grip! Wait, well, who's moaning? It, in, in it fairness, was on, uh, I, I, I think it was. I watched it on the debate uh, on Sky Sports. Uh, was it Craig Bellamy? He was saying about it all, and I think Paul Merson was arguing the fact these guys are paid professionals. So <laughs> it was. It worked out quite well, actually. It might be worth oh, a watch. You, give me a break. I know. Give me a break. They've had like they've had two, maybe three weeks. A few of them, maybe more for it. obviously the ones who didn't go to the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, like you say, give me a break. Come on. And they've got to go to they're going to Wembley and then they've gone to Milton Keynes for some of their other games as well. Yeah, uh, should be some points deducted for that. Yeah, man. How the fuck <laughs> are they allowed to get away with this, exactly. with this crap? You shouldn't. They should not be allowed to play at White Hart Lane this season because they they've played at Wembley, which uh, they, you can only play at two grounds. I do not see them getting back into into White Hart Lane this season. Uh, all their Champions League games now will have to be played at Wembley, like we did when we played at Wembley. Um, uh, and even if they qualify to the next round, which they've got a, a tough draw, but good. we thought that, yeah, good, good. But we, we did think, I remember sitting, uh, watching the draw last season, and I thought, Thursday nights, here you come. And, you know, they end up getting to the quarters. So, you know, it's look at the draw and, and, and the way things work. They've got trophies for beating Juventus and, and various bits and pieces like coming that. Coming forth, there's a trophy and for Coming it. forth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pressure cookers and stuff yeah. like that. Um, did anybody see about... Um, Foster said he felt sorry for for Czech, and then Troy Deeney, uh, who's the guy with the cojones, was coming along and saying, uh, slagging off Tottenham, saying, "Oh, they don't like it up him and stuff like that." What do you think about players expressing feelings about other players like that? I would. I think I would Trust as well. Me, I would. I would. If I don't like you, I'm not, I'm not gonna make you know. I'm not gonna hide it, and I'm not gonna go into the media and go, "Oh, he's a, he's a great player. He plays for a great club." Nope. If I don't <laughs> like you, 
I'm gonna let everybody know I don't like you. I'm gonna make sure you know I don't like you. And this is this is before the match has even started. See, I couldn't be a modern really? day footballer. I could really? I, uh, I could not. I could not see you being like that. Uh, <laughs> I see, I, I, I can't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. Uh, me being a modern day footballer with social media, with you know all the criticisms that footballers get. Oh, mate! If I'm watching, um, you know, like you know, um, Gillette Soccer Saturday. If I'm watching, you know, Monday Night Debate and whatnot, and I'm getting criticised. Oh, bro, listen, I'm 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 replying to you directly. I can't be on the Naval World. I'm glad I'm not. I'd be a complete arsehole. We got the Carabao Cup after that. We've drawn Brent uh, Brentford. I was nearly going to say Brentwood because that's local to me. Um, uh, Brentford, and we're playing them at home. Uh, tickets are available, I think, for the lower tier. Um, it's 10 quid for an adult and 5 quid for a kid. Uh, and the upper tier is £20 for an adult and 10 quid for a kid great opportunity it's a, a, a okay yeah kids are back to school and stuff like that but it's on wednesday the 26th at quarter to eight uh any of you going uh i don't know no i can't make it to this one i'm going to italy the following morning so um no i'm going to lake garda and then on to venice so Ooh, with you. Yeah, you know, so I roll. <laughs> oh mate, I got a deal, I'll tell you about that. Honestly, my daughter, she is she is a genius when it comes to getting a bargain. Um we've got accommodation in Venice for two nights for the two of us for fifty euros. And we've got accommodation at Lake Garda for four of us. It's like a, one of these static caravan things, uh, by the lake for seventy euros for the four of us. Got a car for 100 euros and flights for 100 euros it, it's for nothing it's less than 500 euros for all of us hmm. now if you're getting Six a bargain days. to go into europe then what's your excuse for not wanting to come to the europa league away games uh lots of other reasons mate i i've had mm-hmm. um i've had a a, a tremendous uh, um uh, 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 a difficult summer, a difficult summer, uh, a difficult summer, both emotionally, financially and everything else. It's just been a, a fucking difficult summer. But listen, we've come out of it OK. And uh, yeah, um, on top of that, after that's that's October 25th. My 25th wedding anniversary is the week before that. Mm. Uh, my wife's birthday is two weeks after that. And then you got Christmas and everything else. So. That's the reason why. It's all about spongulies, as they say. Cash, dosh, wonga. Um, so I reckon they'll mix up mix up the squad quite a lot. There'll be a lot of kids that'll play in the Caribou Cup. And then we got the Europa League. I was looking at the Europa League. We got Group E, which is Arsenal. Um, and we got Sporting Lisbon. And we got Carrier Bag. That's the easiest way for me to say it. I get it right. And then we got FC Vorskla. Is it Vorskla? Um uh Karabag are in Az- Azerbaijan and Vorslag are in the Ukraine sporting Lisbon Lisbon and Portugal but um we start off at home against the uh Ukrainians then we're away to Azerbaijan uh, away to Lisbon home to Lisbon away to uh Ukraine and home to um Azerbaijanians one I never understand why Azerbaijan getting the Eurovision Song Contest, never mind the Europa League. 
but I was looking at some of the stats. The Portuguese league is worth £948 million. That's what their squad is worth. How much do you reckon the Arsenal squad is worth? God, now that's a question. (laughs) That really is a question. Oh, shit. Arsenal's squad is worth £554 million. So Arsenal's squad is worth more than half of the Portuguese squad. And then if you look at Carrier Bag, their squad is worth 12.3 million and Voskala are worth 12.1. Carrier Bag. Carrier Bag. <laughs> carrier yeah. Bag. That's what you have to call him. I always called him Carrier Bag when Spurs were playing them. So you're playing a fucking Carrier Bag. So the there's week. big talk about uh, getting to Carrier Bag, isn't there, on, uh, on the news? Yeah, Mkhitaryan apparently can't play out there. Mkhitaryan, because it's, uh, he can't he's play Armenian. in Azerbaijan, can he? Yeah, because he's Armenian, yeah. and there's uh, political unrest between the two. Of them. Well, let's talk about the uh, Ukrainian team. Um, I think was what it is is where they're situated. Uh, they don't have; they've got two airports that they can go to in the Ukraine, and there's no, there's very little to none hotels in the town where they be, where we, we will be playing. So people have to travel from, I can't remember where it was, or Kiev. The stadium will hold 24,800, where Carrier Bag will only hold 5,800. Yeah, they have been trying to get it moved to Kiev or the other place. I can't remember what it's called now. Um, The next? No. Yeah, it'd be Shakhtar the next, and we'd be next. No, I don't think it's them, actually. It begins with a K, but I can't remember. For the life of me, I can't remember what it is. Um, okay. But yeah, it's. I think they're trying to get it moved to them. It's more, more situated near the airport, so there's more hotels and obviously a bigger stadium. Uh, but apparently, it's not going down very well. More importantly, Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Arsenal Fans Forum are going on tour, aren't they? I'm going to yeah, Lisbon. <laughs> I'm going. To, I'm, I'm planning on going to Lisbon. I want to get a ticket first, though. I want to get a ticket. Uh, uh, d- d- tickets we can sort. We take that offline. We can that can be sorted. I'm sure. Lisbon will be a little bit harder, but they have got a fifty thousand um, capacity stadium, so we'll yeah, probably get a decent allocation. Yeah, um, that'll be that'll be fun, man. I mean, I'm, I think I'm, I'm I think I think as Mr. Hurl's listening, um, Mr. Oh, Hurl God. should reach out and and help help a, a friend in need. Yeah, no, I'm looking. I, I, I want to go because I've, I've never seen Arsenal away in any away game. Period. But to see Arsenal away from home and in the land of Boston Ozil as well, hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, his oh, motherland, the homeland. Home yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, nice. I, 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 listen. I, I desperately wanted to go, and I was hoping that we'd have a game maybe in Germany, France. Holland because I can stick the car on the train overnight and it works out dirt cheap. But it's a five hundred night, five hundred quid piss up for one night, and uh, I just at this moment in time it just won't work. But yeah, it's um, okay, it's okay. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I, you know, excuses, excuses. I've just picked up a decent hotel for two nights in Lisbon. Uh, I've got it on that booking dot com. <laughs> you see, I'm trying Did to you I'm, use I'm my just, voucher. I didn't know. I had my own bastard. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't have to pay till I get there, and if I cancel it, I cancel it. If I find something cheaper, I can cancel it, and without no remorse. See, like I'm, fr- I'm throwing out these uh, these um, websites. You never know; they might give me a uh, <laughs> give me an email with some freebies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we're getting a, fr- a, fr- a free booking from Bookings dot com. Bookings nice, dot yeah. com. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throw yeah, them out. Throw them out. Yeah. 
other websites are available too, but we like no, booking. We're, we're, we're going on booking.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, picked up a decent hotel, bed and breakfast. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. I okay, one one final question, guys, because I know like we're running low on time and stuff. Give me your rating, your managerial rating um, for Emery, since now we're breaking up into the international break. So. Your rating for Emery? It's hard. It's it's really hard to say at the minute. I would say seven, but could be a four. You know, with what he's working Mike? with, what he's got. Mike? For work rate, training regime, I'm going to I'm gonna split it into two. I, don't, I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to split it into two. For, so oh, yeah, for, the, um, for the work rate, training regime, I'm going to give eight out of ten. Uh, okay. For the things he's doing in the background, I think it's amazing. Uh, pitch play picking players I am seriously going to give him a 4 because he keeps picking the same players alright yeah he did drop Ozil for the West Ham game um, but he's still picking Xhaka and he's, it's the Bellerin thing and only just picking Lacazette in this uh, against Cardiff he should, I think that should have been a lot sooner um, so I'm going to go with a 4 on that so an overall 6 if you look at yeah, the average of a 6 on, yeah Manny I think I think Emery has either got the cerebral cortex of Einstein or he's the slowest learner since being a 16-year-old in year four. Um, so I'm going to go with a five um, in terms of what's going on on the pitch. On um, the he, fence. No, no, seriously, I'm going to go with a five because there's there's certain things that I like that I like what he's doing, but then there's certain things I'm just like, what the fuck, mate? You know, most um, a lot wide, Xhaka, um Bellerin, you know, I'm just like, come on, bro. The defense. I mean, come on, bro. But um, state of execution, you know, he's he's still learning. But um, please, don't be a 16 year old in year four. I, I, I I'm, right, I'm hoping it gets better. I'm hoping it does get better, and I, I think he will get better as well. Like I say, it's a learning curve for him. Uh, so I am being harsh with probably a bit harsh with being a four, but. It is a learning curve, like you said. So I'm, a, I'm hoping a, it gets it's better. It's a huge league to step up into. Oh, of course There's a language is. issue and everything else. So, oh, yeah, of course it is. So. And when you've been at PSG, um, you know what I mean? It's I think that might have damaged him a bit with, the, with yeah. the Neymar effect and everything else. Yeah, definitely. So. Listen, just to finish up, Reese Nelson's gone on loan. Um, another English player that's gone out. Um, he's gone to Hoffenheim, I believe. But at least he signed a new contract beforehand. So get a bit of game time out in Germany. Hopefully come back next season because I do think that we will lose three, four, five players and some of these other players will come back. Uh, but a special mention goes out to uh, our mighty under-23 Gooners who smashed the scum 2-1. Ah, we love that. Look, it's been great. Thank you all again. Even though we did wait for 43 minutes. 43 minutes. All right, all right. Scott Thorpe, Scott Mike, uh, to come back. But uh, you have been listening to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. And we really, really are all gooners. Uh, and, uh, you know, we... Thank you for listening to us. Um, up the Arsenal. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans.
follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. 